When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to the playoff drive. Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. Um, Kudos to uh, Derrick Henry uh, for uh, getting the job done against the the, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. I think somebody called that. Um, Oh, you were all over it, yeah. uh, Jags are a bit of a mess, too. They are a mess, and and that's a franchise that you just expect. Yeah. When things get tight, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you could feel it. Uh, But they win, makes the, uh, the, the Sunday night game. Not quite as relevant. It was still relevant. Yeah, but you could breathe a relief. But you knew I mean, you were yeah, in. Yeah, the Bills knew, knew they were in, and the Steelers knew they were in. Mm-hmm. Miami was already in. Yeah. Houston was happy about it as well. And, you know, right. So, it made it less of a... Uh, Jacksonville did the whole AFC a nice favor. Yeah, imagine... I, I, I was thinking of that as I was watching the game. I'm like, thank God Jacksonville lost earlier in the day, because if I were sitting up having to watch... This Bills Dolphins game. Oh, with bated breath, you know, like, with your future in, in yeah, doubt there. Yeah. That would not have been fun. No. Um, but as it was, uh, the Steelers take care of business on Saturday, beating the Ravens for a second time, sweeping mm-hmm. them. Seven of eight games now they've won against the Baltimore Ravens. And I don't give two craps about <laughs> who played and who didn't play. Sure. The Ravens played most of their defense. Yeah, they, they rested but about three guys and had a rotation yeah. and all that. Wasn't even rested. Yeah. Hamilton might not have played. Period. Oh yeah, he was injured. Right, he was injured. Same with like, Humphrey. I, I, I've seen a lot of that floating around. Oh, the Ravens rested some key guys. No, they didn't rest them. Zay Flowers wasn't going to play. He, he was, was doubtful, doubtful he all was doubtful. week long. Right, right, right. He didn't right. practice all week right. long. Lamar is a different story. Lamar obviously. was the only one right, who right, really, right. And, and then Roquan Smith didn't yeah, play. Yeah, Roquan too. Uh, that was really about it. Marlon Humphrey was hurt. Humphrey was hurt. Hamilton was hurt. Zay was hurt. Yeah, yeah. those guys were hurt, hurt. Mm-hmm. They might not have played regardless. You know, so, and quite The Steelers didn't rest Minka. No. no. <laughs> yeah, to your point. Yeah. Right, yeah. Um, you know, to me, you know, would Lamar have made a difference in that game? Maybe. Probably. He's great. But, but, yeah. but the weather, neither team was, was going to throw the ball a whole quite lot. Quite the equalizer. Yeah. Right. 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 Um, and the Steelers were the more physical team. And I, th- I sent this to you today, Matt. Um, mm-hmm. I saw in the uh, ESPN preview uh, of the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, I saw that too. Um, Patrick Queen saying, we play a brand of football that people don't want to play. Mm-hmm. Talking about the the Ravens, well the Steelers do. No, the Steelers do, and the Steelers actually beat them at it. I think the Steelers and Ravens play the way they do because the Steelers and Ravens exist. Yes, <laughs> you know what I mean. And then it trickles down to the rest of the yeah. division. You know, right? And, and quite frankly, the Steelers might be better at playing that brand of football when they play the Ravens. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. You don't beat a team seven of eight times by accident. No, no. I mean, yes, you can look at it. Would they have been better with Lamar? Of course, they would have been. And Roquan, all those things. But seven and eight is a pretty strong trend. Yeah. As is five and one in the division. You know, I mean, right. like, those are there. Are, there those are, some, are numbers that are legit. Yeah, some good things that happened for this team this year. Mm-hmm. Three of the four teams in the AFC North make the playoffs. Yeah, all um, have a winning. Record. All have a winning record. First time since the thirties that wow. a division has had all winning record. You know, teams. That was one of yeah. I, I mean, it's the best division in football. Yeah, it's not close. And it would not surprise me. I mean, there's no if the Steelers beat Baltimore or beat uh, the Ravens. Or, yeah, if the Steelers beat the Bills, I'll get mm-hmm. it right. If the Steelers beat the Bills this week, 
They go to Baltimore. They go right? back to Baltimore. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you that's the one matchup that Baltimore says, oh, man, we don't want that. Yeah. I mean, maybe this is optimistic, but I was actually just on Mark Madden's show, and we were kind of talking about this, too, that the it was more the Tomlin-McDermott factor, but there's definitely a Tomlin-Harbaugh factor, you know, where coaches coach against coaches more so than, you know, teams and franchises necessarily. And the familiarity that the underdog, frankly, the Steelers have in Buffalo and then hopefully in Baltimore works to their advantage. It just evens the playing field a little bit. Yeah, you know? yeah. Now, it was not all rosy for no, the Steelers this no, no, weekend. No, no, no. You lose T.J. Watt. Uh, massive. It, for this weekend, for sure. We'll see about the following weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, J.J. Watt went on uh, TV last night and on social media. Uh, just happened to be on the pregame shows and said it's a grade two MCL sprain. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking at, at a couple of weeks here. Um, to be honest, when it happened, I thought, oh, no, he's not going to be ready for next year. That was, that yeah, was, that was my, my fear. fear like, oh, I hope he did. You know, did he tear the ACL? Now, the way he was walking around um, mm-hmm. after that was like, okay, so it's probably not an ACL spray, uh, you know, tear. They didn't take him off a card or, you know, right. But right. I also saw Rod Woodson walk off mm-hmm. back in the A lot of these guys do, yeah. just for the pride of it all. But it didn't look good. And I initially thought, well, his season's over. Hopefully he's around at camp or, yeah. you know, I mean, week one. to be honest, my initial thought was, oh, he took a shot straight to the kneecap, mm-hmm. um, you know, with, with, uh, um, imagine Adams falling. Adams, the kneecap. yeah, Adams, <laughs> uh, you know, they kind of went knee to kneecap. And, and I've had that happen to me before. Mm-hmm. That's where the pain comes from. The actual cap, the bone. Yeah, when you when somebody when you bang kneecaps with somebody. Oh, oh yeah, like when hockey like, guys. That's the worst. Knees. That's the yeah. worst pain ever. Yeah, like oh, it makes you want to. I just makes you want to throw up. Okay, it's so bad. Um, you know, because I've had the uh, knee to knee thing. Yeah, I've yeah. had you know a, a, about a three quarter tear of my ACL before. Not the whole way, but I took you know had a, a serious sprain. From doing a knee to knee situation. No, oh, but okay. but uh, but I've done a knee to knee thing a lot too. And the knee-to-knee thing hurts a hell of a lot mm-hmm. worse than, than the ACL. It's like getting a hammer to the shins oh, or something. Oh, it's awful. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's pain. I, yeah. I don't even like to think about that. Stepping on a Lego. So I think that's where the initial, <laughs> you know, you saw him pounding the turf. Like and this I, hurts like crazy. It hurts yeah. like crazy for about, okay. you know, 20, 30 seconds until the... But know, it might not do permanent damage yeah, or massive but it's structural awful. damage. Okay. That <laughs> um, adds up. So, we'll, you know, we'll see. But, I will say this. The Steelers are in better shape. To not have T.J. Watt, and that's been in a long time, and it might help even more this week. Uh, I know this is a glass half full kind mm-hmm. of uh, kind of. We all look want at Watt. This. I mean, he's not. Yeah, right. You're not uh, going to replace he, him. Yeah, no, no chance. Um, but I'll say Marcus Golden is more of a power rusher. Mm-hmm. He's not going to get out of his lane. No, you're and not going to be able to... for Herbig to play a little more. Too, yeah, you know? but Golden's going to push the pocket straight up the field and yeah. keep and keep Josh Allen in the pocket. I'm sure that'll be a big sticking point is, yeah, he can do so many things to carve you up. We'll talk so much Allen this week. It's not to the point where it's like Fields or one of these young, unproven passers, but you definitely want him in the pocket. Yeah. You don't, you want, don't him want him scrambling around, around, shrugging guys off no. and doing Ben stuff, you know, because he does. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, if he starts to do that, he starts to put on the Superman cape. That's bad. Mm, that's bad. That's bad. And then he starts feeling it. That's, that's bad. I think you want him sitting there. Patting the football in the pocket, you can live with that. And and so, you, you know, you have that going for you. You get KZ and F- Minka Fitzpatrick mm-hmm. back this week. KZ was in the locker room today. The suspension oh, is over. Um, you know, so... It's bonkers to say this, and no offense to Killebrew, but he's a special teamer. You know, yeah. I mean, he's played 20, 30 snaps these last couple of weeks. That's too many. So he's not going to see the defense at all. 
But now you got Minka, who's a stud. You got a three safety rotation now. I think you got four. I mean, KZ, Rowe, Peterson, along well, with you can Minka. Do that with Peterson yeah, too. I yeah. mean, I think they'll play a ton of big nickel with. I just don't know who does who does, who loses out on snaps between those other three. Levi Wallace. You think Peterson goes back to corner? I think I think he goes back to being the starting cornerback, and then okay. when you go to your okay. when you go to your your nickel or dime defense, now you can now you can do some now things. you do stuff right. And and in that respect, in that regard, if you're Buffalo, you don't know what to expect from the Steelers this week. You mm-hmm. don't know how you know those guys are all going to be back, yeah. But you don't how know do how they're going to be employed. Yeah, and we were talking off the air. I haven't done a lot of breakdown. Of, I mean, other than number stuff for the Bills, but. We know Porter's going to be on Diggs, Diggs right. a lot. I mean, that's fact at this point. And I think he can hang. Diggs is not quite what he used to be. Um, but if Minka or Peterson, more likely Minka, gets Kincaid a lot, if those other three beat you, all right. Yeah. And Davis is fighting something and Cook's a dangerous receiver, but you're healthier at linebacker too. Speaking of that, I want to ask you this. And this is – I bet I know the answer – but I th- the linebacker snaps yesterday, true off-the-ball linebackers, were very squashed together between Robinson, who frankly played his best game played as great, a Steeler, yeah. I thought, Roberts, Walker, and Jack. None of them dominated snaps. Nobody was an every-down guy. Do you think that's because it was Roberts' first game back? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I bet so. you think his snap count goes up and yeah. he's the snap leader from now on. I assumed yeah. that was the case. I think they just wanted to kind of limit he. He was uh, talking to him after the game. Somebody asked him, uh, you know, what did you have to do this week to get ready? Because he had a big pad on the mm-hmm. on the uh, on the arm and everything. He says, I, I just I spent a lot of time with the trainers, yeah. uh, but I wasn't going to miss this game. Well, now he's another week removed from that. Yeah, um, I would assume he leads that room in snaps. Yeah. once again, which is good. Yeah. So, you know, all things considered, um, you know, spine you know, your D's and back and you, <laughs> you're able to weather that. You know, with a broken spine. Their running game, Steelers, yeah, mm-hmm. is nasty. It's nasty. Yeah, I think that tr- just had a good conversation with with Wolf and Rob King, and boy, Wolf's in his glory. Right? <laughs> I, I mean, because not only is it a running game, but they're trapping like Chuck Noll taught him. I mean, stuff that people don't do anymore. They're out there trapping. Did you with see? The power by the way, speaking and, of the oh, trap, did uh, Sayamalo hit? Oh. Yeah, it, uh, it came on, up in our on show. Matt Abuke yeah. yes. just depleted him. Destroyed That's what I'm him. saying. The Ravens played their defensive guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was their defensive front out yeah. there. I mean, that's a Pro Bowl type yeah. guy out there. Yeah, yeah. And he got depleted. But <laughs> I said something that Wolf really loved. I'm like, good O lines travel. And he's yeah. like, oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, <laughs> and I didn't make that say. That's because they like to go to dinner. That's <laughs> <laughs> they travel together to pasta places and steak joints. But, <laughs> but they do. I mean, that fivesome now is playing well. And what they do will translate in any stadium yeah. with a big back that is running like somebody attacked his family or something, right? <laughs> I mean, 15 carries in the second half. I, I mean, just 53 carries, I think, the last two games. Yeah, it just looks better and better each time, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he gets the ball. And I, I have to imagine he wears on people a little bit. Another 1,000-yard oh, yeah. season for Najee Harris, mm-hmm. three in a row. He's the only back in Steelers history to start his career off with three yeah. straight 1,000-yard seasons. He's the only back in the NFL to have 1,000 yards in each of the last three seasons. Really? Well, okay. I guess that adds up. I mean, I that position somebody, gets hurt, and durability yeah. is certainly important. During, wow. during the game, I, I, I tweeted out when he, you know, went over a thousand yards for the season. I tweeted out that's you know uh, puts Najee Harris over a thousand yards, and I immediately get well, that's only averaging sixty yards per game. I'm like, yeah, but you got to show for every game. 
Yeah, why? Do, if that's if that's the case, if it's so easy to do, mm-hmm. why doesn't everybody do it? Then? Who else is in that neighborhood? Yeah, and there's none over the last three years. He's the He's only, only one. one that's done it He's all the only one that's done it all three years. Wow, availability is it's huge for that position. Uh, I mean, I, I I can't stress it enough mm-hmm. that you know you can, you know staying healthy at that position is really difficult because of the pounding that you take. Yeah, and. You know, you can and he's say, taking more and more at workload. Yeah, I mean, hey, can, Warren was struggling holding the football. They trusted Harris more. But uh, I'm not saying one's better than the other or anything of the sort. It's just over the last month or so, he has been on a mission. I mean, he's taking it personally. He's put the team on his back to a certain mm-hmm. degree and, and carried them. Yeah, and I think that comes from his upbringing, his competitiveness, the Bama situation. Now, this is somewhat of a side note, and we'll talk Bills a ton this week. The Bills need that kind of back. Like, yeah. you play in Buffalo in the AFC Championships in playoffs, you need that kind of back. You don't need these little guys. And well, that's why, Fournette. Yeah, you saw Fournette get more run last yeah. night. I think they're getting him ready. They're, okay, we we saved. They're taking the, the, the shrink wrap off of him for mm-hmm. the playoffs because they know what the weather's like. Maybe his fresh legs, and he was once a really talented player. but I don't think he's that guy anymore. He hasn't shown any He sure didn't look like last, it last night. In the last year or two, he's yeah. shown no signs of that. But. I mean, he'll get you three yards. Yeah, yeah. But and their that line's might be okay, it. and yeah, yeah, they run the ball a lot. They, I didn't realize how much Buffalo runs the ball. They run the ball a ton, and a lot of it's Allen. But, yeah, you know, still. Yeah. Um, so, but it, in a bad weather game with a ton of running, it's back to that conversation. I've had a lot of coffee. Sorry, back to our, that conversation of I can't beat LeBron in a three point contest, first one to hit a hundred, but I might first one to one. Right, you know, like if you just shorten the game and everybody runs the ball like crazy in bad weather, you got a better shot. That's the thing. You don't want to go up to Buffalo. And turn this into a uh, let, let, you know first one to thirty wins. Yeah, you're not going to go four wide and throw it all over the place. That's playing yeah. right in. That's what they want to do. That's what they want to do. But don't try to play their game. Make them play your game. Mm-hmm. Start to limit the possessions. You could see it in the Jacksonville game yesterday, as Tennessee yeah. continued to run the football. You see Lawrence starting to look at the clock and go, yeah. okay, we got maybe two more possessions left, and you start to press a little bit. One hundred percent. And frankly, even a little bit in that Steelers Ravens game, about halfway through the game. I thought the Steelers got a little tight, you know, and Clowney's out there dancing because he got his sack and he got his seven hundred fifty grand, and the Ravens had nothing to lose. They're playing with house money, and I thought they were really loose. And my halftime notes were, the Steelers are a better team, but this is closer than it should be right now, and the Ravens just need to bounce to. Well, I, you mean, know what I mean, the weather always it always brings, equalizes. Yeah, it, it equalizes things. It, it can condenses it, and mm-hmm. you get a fumble. You get a you know uh, something tri- screwed on special teams. Yeah, or, yeah, absolutely. And, and that's what pass. happens. Yeah, um, you know. So we'll see what the how the weather affects this game. It's supposed to be snowy. It's supposed to be, it's supposed to be cold, windy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that that certainly you would think that the team that runs the ball better in a game like that wins at least. Levels the playing field. Yeah, that, that much you know, and I also yeah, think the coach familiarity yeah. does too. You don't want Mason Rudolph getting into a shootout with Josh no. Allen. No, I mean there he, are very few quarterbacks in the league I would take mm-hmm. in a shootout with Josh Allen. But even just because of weather, I can't imagine the Bills saying that's a good idea either. Yeah, like I don't think they're going to go four wide and shotgun and just sling it all over the field either. I mean that just doesn't make sense. That, that it enhances their room for error. Unfortunately, I've seen teams over the years do that. Yeah, even um, I can, in sloppy weather. I can think of a Steelers team that went to New York one year and tried to throw the ball 45 times in a snowstorm, <laughs> and Curtis Martin ran all over them. Yeah. But, man. you know, so it does happen. You get, you get Again, because you feel like you're the better team, well, we should just be able to do what we do. Mm-hmm. And so you go out there and you try to do it, and, you know, oh, we have the better team, we can just do this. No, it doesn't work that way. And, of course, you would take 18 for 20 with most of the you know receptions going to your backs, but – 
there's also a big play in there. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and there was no negatives. I mean, he, there was a pick in the first drive that easily could have, you know, it was a bad throw. Marcus Williams jumped in front of it. He dropped it. He didn't play a perfect game, but when they don't throw picks, they usually win. And if he's completing, what, 90% of his throws or whatever, you're going to be in real good shape. That was even Steelers' record, by the way. I heard, yeah. I, I mean, heard that, yeah. 18 of 20 is 18 of 20. I don't care mm-hmm. who you're throwing the ball yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you, and I there think was the big play. They, they did hit the big play, yeah. and, and uh, they, they kind of set that one up. Oh yeah, they knew it was okay. They're gonna they're gonna double Firemuth here. Mm-hmm. They're double. They're they're taking away Pickens. They're not gonna let us throw the ball to Pickens. Deontay's gonna have one on one coverage. Yeah, boom. So, couple notes on that. And they really showed it well on the in the broadcast. He did a really nice job too of selling. I want to go to Muth. I want to go to Muth. And then as soon as the safety kind of leaned, boom. You know, I mean that's. Good quarterbacking. It's advanced quarterbacking. And I think we have to mention Pickens. Like, I know he's a young pup and a little volatile himself, and that's been well documented, but it sure looked like winning cured everything. He's on the sidelines, happy as can be, without a catch. And if you're going to roll that kind of coverage to me, I think he's mature enough and smart enough to realize that's a compliment. You know, like, you're a scary dude. And not that he's T.J. Watt, but he has the effect on the offense and a ripple effect because people have to game plan for him. Yeah, the next step is then figuring out how to beat the double coverage, mm-hmm. and yeah, it yeah. doesn't matter. That's where that's where Antonio Brown took that's it to. That's become a star. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When, when okay, they're going to double me, but I'm still going to get open and catch them. Yeah. yeah, I'm still going to be that guy mm-hmm. because it doesn't matter. So I don't know if Diggs is still that guy or not. I don't know that he is either. I mean, because he he was pretty decent last night. But his snap counts have been very, very low before that. I, I, I bet he's fighting something. Like anyone that plays fantasy and had Stephon Diggs in the playoffs probably didn't last very long. You know, like so, is he hit a wall? Is he fighting an injury? I don't know. But it, he hasn't taken games over. No, he's not. And and um, you know, Joey Porter Jr. has done he's a, be tre- on him. a tremendous job. Tremendous. Um, point nine yards allowed per per uh, route covered this mm-hmm. year. Um, Very top of the league. It's fourth in the league. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter whether you're a rookie, whatever. How, yeah. That fourth best in the league regardless. Um, he's been really good, and that'll be a fun matchup to watch. Absolutely. And I think you'll get it. Yeah. You know, I think you'll get it, and hey, you've earned it. You know, the, the, this Ravens team didn't really have that type of player, so why would you bother in such a way? But, yeah, Metcalf got the better of you here and there, but then you had the last laugh, and – I think he's at the point of his career. You got digs. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so the Steelers get the win that they needed. I had somebody try to tell me that the Steelers backed into the playoffs last night on the social media as well. Like, if you win your you final games, you you win your final game, you didn't back into the playoffs. The yeah. Steelers in 2020 backed into the playoffs. I see what you're saying. They, the Eagles backed into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They won enough games early that they didn't have to win their way in yeah, yeah, at yeah. the end of the season. The Steelers won their way into this. That's Had they saying. lost on on Sunday and then somehow still gotten in, like Denver won and all the other things that had to happen, yeah. there, then you backed into the playoffs. I mean, actually, both these teams that are going to play in Buffalo have been playing playoff games for a while right. now. They've you won know, their, they've both won teams their way, won into, their way in. I see what you're saying, as opposed to, eh, we, you know, the Eagles are a perfect example. Yeah. They've been 
I think they're one and five in their last six games, but yeah. they clinched because of being ten and one. Yeah, Jacksonville had they somehow made the playoffs would have backed into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean unless you know, they blew the doors off the Titans, which they sure didn't. They did not. No, we're gonna get to a break. Right. He, he is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to the Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. Steeler fans, you can gear up with the latest sideline apparel, hats, or jerseys of your favorite players, authentic memorabilia, custom items, and exclusives you can only find directly from the team. At one of the official Steelers Pro Shops, they're located at Acrisure Stadium, Grove City Premium Outlets, or Tanger Outlets, or you can visit online at shop.steelers.com. And, uh, Matt, we've already started to see the uh, the coaching wheels turning here on Black Monday, not as many as I thought not at this yet. point. Yeah. Not yet. Yeah. Uh, but we've seen Arthur Smith fired in Atlanta after mm-hmm. three consecutive seven and ten seasons. I think that had had to be done. I mean, it just seems like and if, I don't know if you saw this, but that got announced at like twelve oh two a.m. Yeah, <laughs> and like had it, it ready could, to go. It was yeah. ready to roll. I'm sure they told him right after the game or even before. Who's who's to say? Now, everyone who plays fantasy is always mad at him because they drafted these three guys high. And I think that's a warranted complaint, you know, that they're just not using those assets nearly enough. But I also think going into the season with Heineke and Ritter as your plan, probably not a good plan, is inadequate. They got yeah. better on D, um, but they were like the best running the offense in the league last year, and then this year they went way backwards. So their strengths became weaknesses, and uh, I think a change makes sense. Yeah, I don't. Was he the play caller as well in Atlanta? I think so. Okay. I think so. Um, I mean, he was in Tennessee. Yeah. I mean, that might be what he's better suited to mm-hmm. do. Uh, did you see how that game ended, by the way, yesterday? Hey, he wasn't real thrilled. I wouldn't have been either. No, I thought that was a bit much. Yeah. yeah. And as it turned out, he, you know, he was mad at Dennis Allen about it, mm-hmm. and the players did that on their own to get Jamal Williams ah, a touchdown. Okay, I did kind of hear something along um, those lines. You know, okay. So if, for the people who didn't see it, it's the end of the game. I think the Saints were up 21 they points. They were huge, yeah. They're, they're, in, uh, they're in a victory formation at the goal line mm-hmm. on the final play of the game, and instead of taking the knee, uh, they snap the football and hand it to Jamal uh, Williams, Williams yeah. and he barrels into the end zone because they needed to get him a touchdown this year. Is that for a bonus or something? I, he, he hadn't scored a touchdown all I season. I know he had none after like having a million last week. Yeah, so they wanted to get him a touchdown. Well, then line up and – Run him out of the eye right. like everybody else, you know. Right? That's... You know, that, that was not the play call that the that the coaching staff gave them. They went rogue a little bit on that, and, okay. and I um, didn't realize all that. Arthur Smith was not happy about it, and you saw Dennis Allen trying to explain it to him, and Arthur Smith wasn't happy. I wouldn't either because mm-hmm. what if some you know you're, if, if you're <laughs> I don't in that, Smith either you're like, the guy yeah, if right. you're a Falcons player and you're okay they're in victory formation here it's my I'm last gonna... play of the season I'm not firing out on that and if I did fire out on it and they didn't the do it then the Saints are mad. Yeah, oh yeah, if you're diving at the quarterback's knees right. or taking your center and driving him into the backfield, you know, yeah, that's the exact same thing. It's a gentleman's agreement, the game's over. Right. Yeah. So. That's that's different than we just kept handing it off and you couldn't stop us. Right. I mean, that, that frankly is, yeah. Yeah. Um, of course, uh, Carolina uh, fired Ooh. not only head coach Frank Reich and everybody else, but now they, they also fired the general manager, Scott Fitter, Fitterer. Yeah. Uh, you know there's going to be changes. They're looking like dysfunction junction there. Uh, and I get the impression that the owner is the one that wanted Bryce Young, who looks totally overmatched, well, to be honest yeah, with you. I, I mean, did we going to blame the GM for that? Uh, I don't know. I mean, he couldn't convince the owner's mind. Who knows? But, I mean, one guy has power there, and that could be a bad situation for a decade. Yeah. 
Of course, the Raiders uh, situation, we already know what's going on there. They need a new coach and general manager. Uh, the Chargers are Did saying, they say Pierce is out? No, they haven't. Uh, okay, but, but, they, they've, but they haven't decided. They've yeah. started requesting to, to speak to people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, same thing in Los Angeles. From what I understand, Atlanta already asked for both Lions coordinators. You yeah. Know, like they're starting to do those type of things already. Um, the Giants uh, not only got rid of uh, the special teams coordinator, uh, Thomas McGahey, and uh, offensive line coach Bobby Johnson, Wink Martindale, their defensive coordinator, resigned today as well. Okay. Um, of course, we know the Steelers are going to be looking for an offensive coordinator. Yeah. Or not. I mean, it's going to be different than who started his offense coordinator last year. Yeah. That's all we know for fact. Uh, and then uh, in Washington, you got uh, Ron Rivera uh, out oh. today. Uh, we knew the Chicago Bears, um, they need a new defense coordinator. Surprisingly enough, I, I mean, their guy stepped down September 20th, uh, Alan Williams. And Eberflus took over. They got they better got, and better as the season went on. And that's but, where Eberflus made his bones. Yeah. You know, and they, their defense has been quite good. I don't think they'll make many changes there. Yeah, so I mean, that's quarterback where, side, who knows? But that's I'm where things stand uh, with with the coaching. We'll see. Uh, we'll see about Belichick and some of these other jobs. Something could easily happen while we're on the air. Yeah, I mean, there could be news. Yeah, uh, the uh, the Martindale stuff I didn't know till just now either. Matt, let me ask. We were talking about T.J. Watt in the mm-hmm. previous segment. Um, he had 19 sacks to finish the season. Led the NFL for, one, the, yeah. for the third uh, year, third time Did in the last. Did Hendrickson even end up with any? I didn't notice he got one or not. Or no. they both started with 17. Did he? He, did, he, he had, had a half. half. He had a half. He had a half. Uh, so, what leads the league in sacks for three of the last four years? No player had ever led the league in sacks three three seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I thought he was playing ridiculous. I had a great game before he got hurt. Before he got hurt, yeah, the numbers even bared out. I think yeah. you put it in your your, your story. You know, the tackles for loss and all the hits and all those things too. Um, it, I don't see how anybody. Who has a vote for defensive player of the year doesn't vote for that guy. I don't feel as strongly because I don't think he's a slam dunk like he was the year he won it. But I don't think anyone has a better case. That's what you, I, you mean, know what I mean. Like I mean, there's nobody just semantics like, here. Just you want to you 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 get like people? Well, Miles Garrett, he had one sack in the last six weeks of the season. That's a long stretch to yeah. go without a sack. And, um, and if you're not going to vote for him. Okay, then, then you know Parsons, Parsons is in the conversation, but Watts' numbers are better. Are better. Yeah. Um, there's not a guy that's a slam dunk or someone that is clearly has a better case. Yeah, there really isn't. Uh, and if you put if you put Watt on that Dallas defense with the leads that they've played with no, this sure, year, sure. Oh my God, it would have been better. Yeah, I mean, there's no question about that. Um, I'm with you. Uh, he would be my vote, and I'm, I don't try to be homerish on this. I don't think anybody ran away with the award. And if you put his case out there, it's the strongest. Yeah. I I, I don't even think that to me it's not even close. I mean I just just looking at the numbers, looking and we yes, we've seen every snap that he's played this year. Sure. They don't make the playoffs without T J Watt this no year. No chance. No chance. There's probably they probably have three more losses than what they finished with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean I think Dallas does probably without Parsons or and all these guys are super impactful. I mean, it, that's a yeah. hard conversation. It's not a quarterback or receiver where the numbers are just right out there. I mean, but I've ju- I've everybody seen, defends these guys differently, right? I've seen at least three games changed because of T.J. Watt, mm-hmm. where they've closed the game up because of something that Watt did or something Watt was involved in. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. It's His case is very, very strong. Yeah. Uh, it just, you just get the impression that the, nation, the national folks aren't doing that because they think – this is Garrett's year, and it's kind of preconceived since before the yeah, season I, I started. Yeah, I don't want like 
Kevin Stefanski came out last week. Well, he's the best player on the best defense in the league. I don't even know if they're the best defense in the league. I don't either, but I don't know that that necessarily means that you're deserved. No, that, that's the other like, you know, what if you're the best player on the fifteenth best defense in the league and you're getting Aaron Donald like yeah. disruption? I mean, and, quite you know, frankly, right. Max Crosby would be my second. He's been phenomenal too. Yeah, yeah. he would be my second vote. Um, you know, just and that's a situation like that, like you know, he, where you're the only show in town, and that defense kept getting better and better and better. A lot of it because of Crosby. Yeah, I mean, if you you know if you, it comes down to what what do you consider the best defense? Because points wise, Cleveland wasn't even in the top ten in terms of points allowed. They they allowed twenty one point three points per game. Well, I thought they were cl- closer to the top than that. I think Baltimore's better defense. Baltimore's a better defense. Mm-hmm. But they don't have. They don't really have a candidate that you would look at. No, get. Roquan's not enough. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's it, had a great year. He's a difference maker, easy Pro Bowl or All Pro type guy. But he doesn't have. He doesn't have the the Ray Lewis cachet or you yeah. know, somebody like that. It, it's hard for a linebacker too. So you know, overall, the Steelers ended up finishing one, two, three, four, sixth in to, in scoring defense this year. Okay, which pretty strong. Yeah, nineteen point one points per game. They were um, also on the field a lot. Yeah, yeah. You would you would take that uh, the yardage stuff I don't care so, as much about no, yardage because yardage isn't important to me. You know, it, it, there, there's plenty of games where teams you're gonna you're more than willing to give up the yards mm-hmm. to get a stop. In terms of like defensive metrics, I care about yardage might not even be in the top ten. Yeah, right. I mean, it really <laughs> isn't. <laughs> the bottom line is what was the score at the end of the game? Yeah, and takeaways, red zone defense, pressure, sacks, you know, yards per carry, things. You know, there's a lot more things to hone it down than. How many yards do you give up in a game? Yeah, um, I, I just look at that. Uh, so I, you know, th- I, that doesn't mean I think the Steelers' defense was better than Cleveland's this year. No, I don't think it was either. But I think you know, the, there there are some things that they were better mm-hmm. than the Browns in. But I, I don't like this argument for any award. He was the best player on the best unit, so therefore, yeah. well, that means you probably had a lot of good guys around him. Right. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Unless he's the whole reason it is they're te- the best unit. It's a team game. Yeah. That doesn't mean the best guy in the best unit can't win it. But to me, that's not like, well, well, he's the best guy in the best D. He wins it every year. That's not really how the world works. I also looked up the stats on Joey Porter Jr. and Jalen Carter today. Now, I don't mm-hmm. know. Carter's that, really falling off. I don't know that Carter's going to win the NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year award. He I don't played, know who is, though. He played 47% for the season of the Eagles' snaps. Yeah. And it's been less and less from what I've understood. Yeah. Um, Porter their won defense, the— I mean, you talk about the opposite oof. argument. Their defense stinks. Yeah. I mean, Awful. it stinks. Yeah. Um, Porter ended up playing like 73% of the Steelers' defensive snaps for the season. For the season, after starting really slow. Now he plays every snap. Yeah. And even when he wasn't starting, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. early in the year— He still played. He still played. Yeah, yeah It's yeah. not like he was a non-factor mm-hmm. for the Steelers. And it wasn't long before he really started playing 30 snaps, 40 snaps. Yeah. Like, the beginning it was 10, 15, and then it was every snap. But I've heard, I've seen some things out there where people—whoever did the—it the, was a story on ESPN about their picks— and well, Porter was, you know, he was a part, he, did, he or he didn't break into the starting lineup until week seven. So I, I didn't consider him. Like, mm. but you consider Jalen Carter, who's not really a starter, who's not a starter either. either. Right. He's a total well, rotation player. Yeah. And they have a lot of D linemen. They won. Part of the reason they drafted him is to keep rotating those guys in. It hasn't worked out as planned, but none of those guys are full time players in the Eagles front line. Yeah. So it's I a bad know. year, though, for defensive rookies. It is. Like, I don't know. I'm not discrediting Porter, but like, Who's got a better case? Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, I know the, the D tackle with the Rams has been impressive, and that was Sando's call, and 
Witherspoon looked like he was right in it for a while. I could understand that, but I don't see anyone that's been a dominant defensive rookie start to finish, that's for sure. I mean, I can see Will Anderson winning it because— He's got some momentum. He was a high draft pick. Yeah. He was, you know— However, the last two or three games, he's playing 40% of the snaps. Yeah. He's fighting an injury, but he's effective. And they're a good story, and they're in the, in the postseason. It wouldn't break my heart if he won it. Yeah. I would understand it. Yeah, I would, too. Um, looking ahead— I bet he does, the more I think about I it. Think nah. it's, I think that's probably who it ends I up being. I haven't looked like Vegas odds or anything, but I bet he wins it, the more— You know, they, they have a lot of good momentum. So, the games for this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, kicking off— um, Saturday at 4.30, you've got the Cleveland Browns at the Houston Texans. Be a fun one. That should be. should yeah. be a good one. I kind of like Houston in that game. I'm leaning that way as well. Because, I mean, but they're underdogs. At home. At home. Yeah, I think I would probably take the points. I haven't thought matchups nearly enough, and I'm, we'll talk about it on Friday a lot more and all week, but I like where Houston's at a lot. Cleveland's defense was just not as good on the road this year. That's very true. And again, I'm a Flacco fan. It's a great story. Someday, one of these days, it's either going to be this game or the game after if they win, in my opinion. The turnovers and sacks are going to come back to home. As a team, they turned the ball over 36 or 26 times this year. It's been a ton, and he has not been helping it. That will kill you in the playoffs. You might get, you. you might be able to beat you know Jake Browning, right? Right. Doing right, that, right? You're not going to beat on the road in the playoffs yeah. as a wild card team. Not going to happen. Can't be taking sacks and turning the ball over, and they do a lot of that. Um, the other uh, game on Saturday. This is eight fifteen. Miami at Kansas City. Kansas City's not a juggernaut this year. No, but I like them over the Dolphins. I do too. I just think they're in a better place. I trust the coaching staff, quarterback. Kelsey ain't what he used to be, but. That Chiefs D is pretty good. And Miami's defense is all kinds of banged all kinds. up. They don't rush the passer anymore. They've been, they're hanging on by a thread. Yeah. yeah. They really need Waddle back and guys like that, too. They do. I mean, they do. Because that, that one might be – for Miami to win that game in Kansas City, they might have to put up 28 or 30. I think they need a Waddle, you know, yeah. some kind of curveball. Yeah, even Tyreek was a little nicked up last night toward the end of that. Like the final, play of the, beating final play of the game, their final offensive play of the game, he wasn't on the field. Wasn't he? Okay. So and it says everything you know. Yeah, the most important guy in the league. Uh, of course, we know the Steelers are at the Bills at one o'clock on Sunday, kicking off the Sunday schedule. Then at four thirty, Green Bay at Dallas, the Mike McCarthy Bowl. There's some fun matchups that way. I mean, we even talked, you know, Rams Lions, but some fun Tyreek going back to Kansas City. A lot of that kind of stuff is really exciting. Man, I give the Packers credit. That offense, Jordan Love. I when he came here. Eight weeks ago, whatever it was, I thought, man, I don't think he's a long-term answer. But, boy, he's playing extremely well on a really young offense. Maybe LaFleur winning 13 games, 13 games, 13 games was more than just Aaron Rodgers. You know, maybe he knows a thing or two. Defense is playing a little better. I'd be a little scared if I'm Dallas. I mean, like, Dallas should be favored. I get it. I, I still like Dallas in that game at I home. think they'll win, yeah. but I would be – I don't love the matchup. I mean, not doing cartwheels over it. I'd rather play the Eagles or Tampa. Yeah, the uh, the night game on Sunday night is even more fun mm-hmm. to me. Uh, this might be the game of the weekend in terms of the one that I want to watch. Uh, Rams at Lions. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Stafford going back to Detroit for a playoff game. I mean, Goff totally disrespected. Like, just <laughs> get out of here because we want Stafford. We're kicking over cans. And, yeah. You, know. um, you can't ask for better storylines than that. No, that's phenomenal. So that's that's good stuff. That's two easy teams to root for. I was really hard on the Lions head coach for playing everybody. I don't understand why he did that. And it looks like Laporta is not as 
bad off as he could have been, but uh, and then he didn't take anybody off the field after that. I, but different story altogether. Yeah, and then finally, in what might be the dog game mm-hmm. of the weekend, Eagles at Buccaneers at eight o'clock on Monday. Um, They're both limping around right now. The Eagles are favored in that game, and I yeah yeah. Yuck. Baker's far from 100 percent too. I don't yeah. know how much you're able to watch of it, but he's probably should not have been out there. But he gets out. another day of yeah know, to, uh, to yeah. rest the ribs. It's a rib injury, so it's also good for the Steelers. They get an extra day too. Yeah, I mean, it's important. Um, could the Eagles turn it on? Maybe, but they're showing not from no what I've seen. That defense is. I heard. A th- I heard. I was they listening. Rounds banged up. On my drive down to uh, Baltimore, I'm listening to a uh, serious mm-hmm. um, NFL. And the, there was a quote uh, from one of the Eagles defenders because they made a switch to Matt Patricia as their defensive coordinator yeah. a few weeks ago, talking about how they changed terminology yeah. and things. You can't do that in the middle of a season. Like, I don't know the man. I've never been around him. But, boy, does he scream too smart for his own good. Yeah. I mean, he was like that as a head coach of the Lions – I guess he's like some Mensa, Harvard, something, something, something. That's great. You're dealing with guys that you want them to think. But not think. everyone listening to you is from Mensa and Harvard. <laughs> you want guys yeah. being able to think quickly on their feet. Yes. You don't want them to have to go, okay, what's this call? What do I got to do here? And that's what the Eagles were all about last year. They were never a complex defense. They won up front, swarmed to the ball, You know, played with a lot of leads, which they haven't been able to do either. Devontae Smith didn't play yesterday. A.J. Brown could be out for the rest of the year. I haven't seen. Hertz has a bad finger that is all messed up and hasn't played well. Swift missed the game yesterday. Yeah, he didn't play either. Of, I mean, they're not a good football team right now. They're not. Um, you know, if they were playing any of the other teams in the AFC or the NFC playoffs, mm-hmm. I would say, well, the, but I don't know that I can pick Tampa Bay against them. Though. I know, I know, especially the way Baker looks at the moment. But those two teams are limping in. They are definitely limping in. Yeah. With that in mind, Matt, when we come back. All right. Tonight's the the uh, NCAA championship. Game. Yeah, I'm psyched for that too. So we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and look at this playoff field, or the NFL in general, and pick this the 14 teams we would have liked to have seen oh, okay. in the postseason. Okay. So the, maybe someone that didn't make. Maybe somebody that didn't right, make. Right. Maybe there's Georgia. somebody in there that we that we looked at. We look at them like they were Florida State. Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Let's do that when we return. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I am Dale Lally. He is the Matt Williamson. And Matt, as I teased there uh, before the break, we're going to look at these playoff fields like we are the college selection committee. Okay. We're the NFL selection committee for the playoffs. There are no rules to get into the playoffs. It's just you just who gotta you impress think, us, right? Who's playing the best right now? Okay. And I'm that's that's where you go. So um, we're taking fourteen teams? We're taking seven from each conference. Okay. And we're split you know, splitting them up. At least here. we are gonna do conferences. Yeah. We're not just taking them they could all be from the Big Ten or Pac you know, whatever. Right. All right. So looking at the AFC, you got Baltimore at thirteen and four, Buffalo at eleven and six, Kansas City at eleven and six, Houston at ten and seven. Those are your division winners. Mm-hmm. Then you got Cleveland at eleven and six, Miami at eleven and six, Pittsburgh at ten and seven. That's the rest of your playoff field. After that, you've got Cincinnati, Jacksonville, and Indianapolis at nine and eight. The Raiders, the Broncos at eight and nine. The Jets at seven and ten. The Titans at six and eleven. The Chargers at four and twelve, and the Patriots 
or five and twelve, and the Patriots at four and thirteen. Patriots end up being last in the conference. last in the conference. Thirteen. <laughs> no, that was possible. I I can't really argue too much with the teams that made it in the a- AFC. So we don't have to rank these, you know, like one plays seven and all that kind of stuff necessarily for this exercise. We could we could play with that order if, if you, you want. Yeah, you know. Um, to me, I don't think anybody outside was one of the best seven. I don't think so either. I think yeah. the seven are the are the best seven. Yeah. Would those be? Would that be the order in which you would rank them going into the postseason? Before we do, who would be your eight? I think mine would be the Colts. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I know the Colts beat the Steelers now as a month ago or whatever, and you can use that transit. They could have won that. They could have easily won that game. And they could have won. Yeah. I mean, if anyone was to say a team doesn't belong and one should, I think the Colts are the strongest argument. But the way the Steelers finished, I still put them ahead of them. Same with Houston, same with the Browns. I might have the Steelers ahead of Miami right now. Miami's soft, but they're definitely one of the seven. Yeah, they're I mean, definitely, yeah, they definitely yeah, belong in. Yeah. But they still didn't beat anybody. Their, yeah. their strength of victory this season was 358. Yeah. 358. That's really bad. The Steelers' strength of victory uh, was the, the second best in the league at 571. Hmm. Okay. That's I interesting. Mean, oh, the 358 is easily, easily the worst in the AFC. It's In fact, it's almost 100 points less. The only other team that comes close was the Chiefs at 428. Hmm. Okay. So do you want to rank them 1-7? to seven? Yeah. Baltimore's 1. Yeah. Miami 7? I think they are for me. I think I would I, I would have Buffalo 2. Agreed. I'd have the Steelers 6. Okay. So do we agree on the top two and bottom two? Yes. Okay. That leaves... I think three, I would still have Kansas City. Yes. Because of the Mahomes factor. I would too. And Andy Reid. And, I mean, yeah. they have their problems, but they have a defense. And been there, done it means something to me in the playoffs. Yeah. Browns or Texans? I kind of like where the Texans are at right now better than where I do with the Browns. I know the Flacco story is all mm-hmm. cute and everything, but he's going to turn the football over. See, I think there's two ways of looking at this. Is Because I don't think it happened to line up that they play this week. And in a couple segments ago, we kind of both leaned towards we're going to pick the Texans. That doesn't mean they should be seated higher, though. Right. You well, if the game I mean? were in Cleveland, I would feel the other way about that's it. What I'm, that's yeah. kind of my point, is if we're picking teams to go to the playoffs, I don't care what they're go- what is ahead of them in the NFL. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, well, this, they don't travel well. I think I'd have the Browns ahead of Houston, even though I probably will pick against them in this game. I think their case for the playoffs to hold the national championship up is stronger. I get it. You know what I mean? I get it. Um Okay, let's move on. The to NFC's the, the NFC to me is, is much more interesting. Here, yeah. So you got San Francisco at twelve and five. You got Dallas at twelve and five. You've got Detroit at twelve and five. Okay. That game. That's why that game in Dallas two weeks ago. Yeah. Bigger than yeah. Yikes. Yikes. I brushed that off more than I should have. Uh, you got Tampa at nine and eight. Then you have the Eagles at eleven and six. The Rams at ten and seven. The Packers at nine and eight. Also at nine and eight are Seattle and New Orleans. And they have a case. At seven and ten, Minnesota, Chicago, and Atlanta. Uh, then you get the Giants at six and eleven, Washington at four and thirteen, Arizona at four and thirteen, and Carolina at two and fifteen. So we can't make a case for the Bears after. I mean, like they were playing really well, but then yeah. they got pretty much stomped. Um, I don't think we can make a case for Atlanta. Who was else right in that neighborhood that are 
Uh, I think the Vikings don't have the Vikings fell off. Yeah, but I think Seattle and New Orleans. I think nine teams have a case. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's rank them then. Okay. See where we go. San Fran's one. San Fran is one. I would go Detroit too. I would have Detroit second. Okay. I thought that'd be controversial, but I would have Detroit too. Dallas three. Yes. But I would then have the Rams. Rams four. would be four for me, though. Yeah, I had to think about that. You know, Rams versus Dallas is. I trust Rams coach more. Yeah, so the Rams would be four. Green Bay five. I say it's not Tampa. It's not Tampa, and it's not Philadelphia. Right. In fact, it, 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 right based on how they're playing right now, I might take Seattle or New Orleans over Philadelphia. I might too, when it gets to that point. But who's five? Uh, Green Bay. Green Bay. Yeah. Like, if I was – like, Tampa and Philly, to me, I know this is kind of the opposite of what I said, are very fortunate to be playing each other right well, that's now. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I mean, like, neither one maybe is in the top seven. Like, to me, Tampa, I guess, is six just because – Is Tampa better than New Orleans? <sighs> well, they finished – I don't care about their records. It's who's They beat them when they needed to beat them. Who can convince the committee to get in the tournament? I mean, they they had head-to-head wins on them. And, yeah. You know, so – I it, guess – yeah. I mean, New Orleans lost the tiebreaker to Tampa based on the head-to-head stuff. Yeah. They both went 4-2 and two in the division. I think Seattle's pretty good, too. Seattle's, unfortunately, because of the division they play in, went 2-4 and four in their division. Yeah. You know, but they beat teams like the Browns. But they, are know? they better than the Eagles right this second? I think a lot of teams are better than the Eagles right this second. Me, too. Like the Which is Eagles kind of why be, we did this. Yeah, that would be a, the Eagles would be a team that wouldn't make it. You don't you don't win one time in your last five games or six games. One out of they were one, they were ten and one. They were ten and one. Yeah, and completely fallen apart. They don't belong. They don't. You want to talk about not deserving to be in a place? I always tell people if you make it, you deserve to yeah, be yeah, there. Yeah, I mean it's all math. It's not. It, but it doesn't work the way we're doing this exercise. That's obviously. not a team that that should be around. They got very fortunate in their matchup. Mm-hmm. So, the if Eagles the, are not going to be season in our top went, seven. If the season went one more week or even two more week, two more weeks, they might not make the playoffs. Right, and they clinched a year ago. It yeah. seems like. So okay, I think we both agree they're not in the top seven. Fair enough. But is Seattle better than Tampa? Um, that leaves us. Th- Tampa's okay. So then now we break it down to strength of victory. Tampa's strength of victory is three seventy nine. Okay. Seattle's strength of victory is 392. So that doesn't really close, give yeah. that to me. New Orleans' strength of victory is 340. Okay. They're all kind I mean, of. Those South teams all played easy schedules. Yeah, they're all kind of yuck. So we have to pick two of those three. Yes. Unless you want to keep Philadelphia in the playoffs. See, no, Philadelphia, I don't think Philadelphia's Philadelphia's in the strength top of victory seven. is 476. This, I don't have any logic behind this. But if I were the Steelers or, or the Bears, Giants, whoever, I think I want to play the Bucks out of those three teams. Okay, I can understand why. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Seattle's scary. Constructed, Seattle's scary. Seattle, Seattle will be my seventh team over Philly. Over Philly, as currently constructed. You'd, assuming you'd leave the Saints out. Yeah, I think we're both leaving Philly out. Yeah, I think Philly's out. I would, I would keep Tampa Bay in, but I would add Seattle instead. I think I'd leave Tampa out. And there's a lot of recency bias behind that. I think the Saints are better than them. They just lost to the Buccaneers two weeks I ago. I know, I know. But they also just wiped the floor with the Falcons. <laughs> I think Seattle would be my six. 
and either the Saints or Bucks would be seven, and the Eagles are nine. Yeah. Give me the Bucks. They won the division. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Um, so a little different than what actually mm-hmm. came to fruition, but that's why you play the whole season. Who would be your 14 if you combined them all? The NFC. And the NFC, Carolina. No, no, no. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, like, oh. Of all of the, we pick seven and seven. If if a conference doesn't matter, Big well, Ten doesn't matter. Well, I think SEC you go. I think matter. you go Baltimore, uh, San Francisco. I think the NFC would have the bottom two or three teams. Yeah, if the Steelers, I would probably have Green Bay over the Steelers. See, I wouldn't. They played that game. I know, and the Steelers beat them, but Green convincingly, Bay's been really impressive lately. Convincingly beat them. I think I'd have Miami over anyone in the NFC South. Yeah. Over Seattle. Miami versus Green Bay. See, I, I look at the NFC and I think, okay, the only the teams in the NFC that I know are better than the Steelers, San Francisco, Detroit, and Dallas. Dallas. The rest of it, they played the Rams in Los mm-hmm. Angeles and beat them. They played Green Bay here, but they beat them. I would power rank the Rams today over the Steelers. Packers is a conversation. I don't know me. that I would. Packers, Steelers, This Steelers Dolphins. offense is playing better than the Steelers offense was when they played them. Yeah, but the Packers offense is playing way better. Would it play better, way better against this defense, though? I don't even have to talk about head-to-head. You know, just I mean, I get case it. To get in the it show, you have to you also take I mean? right. into consideration that the Steelers won't have Watt. I get that. Mm-hmm. That's also part of the conversation. Yeah, it is. It is. I think the Steelers, Dolphins, and Packers are about the same level. And I would have the Rams slightly above them. Everybody else that made the cut below them. Okay. Well, I'm, tomor- I'm just impressed with the Packers. Tomorrow we'll do uh, we'll do our power rankings day. We'll see mm-hmm. where all this uh, how they sort it out. Uh, Eric Edholm on uh, NFL.com. But I just, I just thought that was a little interesting. Yeah, just a different way of looking at we, it, right? As we and head it's like into for the nice uh, game. Yeah, get you ready for tonight's game with uh, Michigan playing Washington for the national championship. A lot of prospects to watch, folks. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to get to another break. That's going to do it for hour number one of the drive. We'll be back with hour number two right after this. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.